Who do you say I am? I've heard that story from scripture countless times, but something about it seemed particularly relevant as we take this journey towards Christ's birth and Christmas. So let's take another look at this week's scripture remember in the context. It's from Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So let's look a little closer at this passage. Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they answered him. But then he asked the direct question, the question that carries so much weight. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? I mean, talk about being put on the spot. Someone there had to answer, and everyone around was about to hear what you had to say. They were all literal followers of Jesus, and had heard him teach powerful messages, and even witnessed some unexplainable miracles. But they're now being called out to make a verbal and public commitment of sorts. Scripture continues, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. The New International Version uses the words answer. I like that because it was a request, an inquiry, a calling. Jesus asked, and Simon Peter answered. He responded. Another word that I like there is responded. Jesus asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter responded. You know, he, he took action. He responded. And he answered correctly. Let's read on. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I will tell you, you are Peter. And Peter means rock. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. We can only make some vague assumptions about the personality of the disciples from the scripture, but I imagine there was an interesting moment at, after this event. Jesus asked the direct question, and one person, just one person, Simon, he spoke up, and he answered honestly, and he answered correctly, and Jesus gave him a blessing, and he gave him a new name. I have no reason to believe that he was arrogant, but sure there's some sort of, oh yeah, son of God just called me the rock. You know, boom, in your face, Matthew. Hey, Luke, any guys give you a cool nickname? You know. <laughs> All right, serious. There are many references to Christ's church's foundation. There are even some hymns we sing about it. And that it should be built on rock and not on sand, right? Because the rock is stable and secure and, and it's uh, substantial. And this is figuratively speaking, of course, but you can understand the reference. And this blessing, Jesus speaks over Peter, which is Simon's new name, Peter, rock. And he says that the church, and this is this universal congregation of his followers that we're all a part of, this will be built upon this rock, this belief, and this knowledge that Jesus is the Messiah. 
Here's what is really interesting to me about this passage. Jesus is the Messiah. His purpose on earth was established and ordained by God himself, just like mine is and just like yours is. So why does it matter what a group of men sitting on the side of the road think? It changes nothing about who Jesus is, right? Have you heard the expression, perception is reality? It's this notion that whatever you perceive, meaning whatever you see or hear or think about something, it can drastically affect what you believe about it and how you respond. And, and that perception becomes this reality that you respond to. So let me give you a quick example. Kansas City Chiefs play at home this afternoon, and there's this tradition that everyone wears red on Friday preceding the home game, and they call it Red Friday. Now, as it turns out, um, let me tell you what happened in Kansas City two days ago. President Trump was speaking downtown, and not just any part of downtown, but in the Westin, uh, which is a hotel that is a part of this complex of Crown Center and Liberty Memorial and Union Station and my office building. At first, it was kind of exciting. You know, I'm sitting there, and, and um, the, the group that I consult is a part of operations and facilities and security. And here comes Secret Service. They came in, and they came in twice, actually, during the week and to talk about the event and give instructions for our security. And they checked out the building, and, and they made arrangements to close all the roads, which is interesting. You'd think road closing would be this barrels and signs. No, they put, like, charter buses, like, three deep blocking the roads. It's kind of impressive. And then you realize you're stuck and trapped at work. <laughs> but they, uh, they made arrangements to close all the roads around the building and probably did some things that they didn't tell us about. What was really interesting was they informed us that protesters would be at Washington Park, which is this grassy area right between us and the hotel. Um, in fact, it's really close to our parking lot where we walk in. And they also said there would be a couple federal agencies that would have one of two rapid response tactical teams in our building from 10 to 2 on Friday in case there was trouble. Makes you feel good, but a little uneasy, right? Again, this is very interesting to hear and a little exciting. And once the execs gave us some thought, they thought maybe it'd be best if we have a thousand people in our building just work from home. Just get them out of the building for the day. So there were probably only about 200 people that worked in the building on Friday, and that has included me. And we were told that although it was Red Friday, we should not wear red. Why is that? It's protesters right up by your car. <laughs> Who likes to wear red? Make America great. And the Republicans. And I'm not commenting one way or the other, believe me. But they, were, they made us concerned that we might be a target for protesters because they thought we were the enemy because we were dressed for chiefs. See, the wrong perception could have become uncomfortable if not outright dangerous. So back to this morning's message in scripture. What about you, Jesus asks. You've already told me what they think, but what about you? Who am I to you? Who do you believe me to be? Who am I to you? See, our faiths, our beliefs, these are very personal decisions. And Jesus asks us individually, who am I to you? If you perceive him to be your savior, then he is. And all of these words and names on the screen this morning, if he has done these for you, if he has been this for you, then he is all of that for you. Savior, King, Redeemer, Healer, Compassionate Shepherd. It's not that your belief in him gives him power. No, his strength and his righteousness, just like yours and just like mine, it comes from God. But when you answer him and say, to me, you are Savior, to me, you're Redeemer, you're a Healer, then it opens the way for him to be those for you just as he was born to be. 
So let's take a moment and look at what Scripture tells us about who Jesus is. From John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who is he? He's the key. 1 Timothy 2, 5, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Who is he? He's a mediator. He's our intercessor. We need that. We need an advocate on our behalf with his Father. John 3.16, you know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So who is he? He's our Savior. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who is he? He's the rock. He's the constant and stable thing in our life and in this world. Isaiah 53.5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. Who is he? He's a sacrificer. He's our redeemer. He's our healer. John eight twelve. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Who is he? He's our guide. He's our shepherd. And one more, Galatians three twenty eight. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For all of you are one in Jesus Christ. So is he? Who is he? He's a unifier. There's a lot of scripture about who Jesus is and what he did and continues to do. But to the point of this message, what matters most is who is he to you. And what you believe matters to him. See, he wants to have a relationship with you. And he wants to be these things to you and for you. He wants to be able to bless you. And that is why who you say is also important to you. The reality of your perception is that your salvation relies on it. If Jesus isn't the way for you, if he isn't a savior to you, then he isn't. He can't be. Scripture tells us so. And we know that he is the only way. However, if he is a savior to you, then he absolutely is your savior. Once you've made that decision, everything changes. Now that you have a savior, it matters who he says you are. So let's take a few minutes and listen to a song by Hillsong Worship. It's a, it's a worship chorus, which means it's pretty repetitive. Um, that's by design. They write music so you can easily pick it up and sing along with it. If you want to, go ahead. You guys sound great this morning. Please do. If not, just simply follow the words and listen. Just a, just a couple minutes long.
those are remarkable songs. There may be 20 words of the whole song just sung over and over and over, but what a powerful message. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes I am. What a powerful message. Jesus is asking you this morning in this Christmas season, who do you say I am? He isn't asking you who others say he is. He's having the same very personal and intimate conversation with them as well. Who do you say I am? I came to save you. I did not come to condemn you, but to redeem you. Will you let me save you? Who do you say I am? I came to guide you. I did not come to mislead you or watch you struggle. Will you let me guide you? Who do you say I am? I came to introduce you to my Father, and I did not come to compete with anything else in this world. Will you let me show you what is important? Friends, Christmas is coming. What better time is there than now to stand up and answer from your soul with your heart, Jesus, you are. Let us pray. Father God, we know who you are. It's a very personal and direct question, and we have a very personal and courageous answer. God, you are our Father. You sent your Son not to condemn us, but to love us, to redeem us, to show us this way. God, as we are halfway into Advent season, coming up on Christmas, what a perfect time to really reflect on who you are and who we are because of you. We are your children, your sheep. God, we have independent wills, we have free will, we have the choice to make, the power to choose. And help us every day in every situation to choose you, to choose what is right, what is good, and what is just. And God, when we struggle in our ways, let us stand up and claim that promise. Let us be reconciled through the gift and sacrifice of your Son. Who are you to us? That's for us to answer individually. God, let us remember who that is. Amen.